Hey everyone, and welcome to part one of the second episode of Roar's podcast. Today I interview Ahona and Julian about their full article on toxic individualism and its relationship to the COVID vaccine, and Jay says well on his article on vaccine shortages and its effect on the South community. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Julian Phillips, and I'm a centerfold editor for Roar. Hi, my name's Ahona Dam, and I'm another centerfold editor. Hello, my name is Jay Sully, and I'm a news section editor. All right. Um, so pretty much, I'm just going to be asking you guys questions about your two articles, uh, one relating to vaccine shortages and the other relating to South's specific response to the vaccine situation in the U.S. Um, so in pursuit of finding the truth regarding uh, vac- vaccination hesitancy and also shortages, so sort of people at South's reaction to shortages, like maybe a family member, or also people not taking the vaccine because they don't think it's ready. Um, Were you surprised by how that was manifested in our community, like by the amount of people or that it even existed, or was that expected? I guess uh, I didn't really think that it would be present, like the vaccine hesitancy in the Newton community, um, because like, I feel like a lot of um, Newton residents are vaccinated now and talking with a lot of people for interviews and stuff, everyone is saying that, like, you know, if the whole country was doing so well in vaccinations um, as, like, Massachusetts and Vermont, then we would, like, be in a better place now. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, I feel like there will always be, like, some people that just don't want to conform um, and sometimes that's good, but in this case, that's not. And I think especially in a place like Newton, where um, the vast majority of people are fully vaccinated, there will still be people that aren't. Like, if you look at, like, for example, we something we talked about how is that, that mirrors, like, political trends. And um, even though, like, you call Massachusetts blue state, there still are Trump supporters. So um, not that those are directly related or, like, specifically, but um, still, that just shows, like, there is a minority that will like cause problems sometimes um, just for the vaccines in specific. And I also think that shows that sort of sadly, no matter what we can do because of the way that America was founded, like these trends are sort of always going to be present no matter where you are or no matter how smart you think safe, you think the people in your community are. Um, so then I guess my next question would be continuing onto the ideas of the negative manifestation of individuality and the response to vaccines. Do you think that the like rejection of vaccines is connected to the sort of personal interest people like took on during uh, the quarantine time? Like, does that make sense? Uh, back when people were trying new hobbies and things like that, do you think that's connected to also the individuality or individualism uh, that they sort of use as an excuse not to get the vaccine, or do you think they're completely separate? Like, do you think it's baked into how people are going to act in general, or is the vaccine thing a specific instance that is not connected to individualism as a whole? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty separate. Like, talking about um, hobbies and interests during the pandemic, I think that's kind of, it takes on like a new definition for the word individualism. That's I feel like kind of exploring your own creative interests and kind of, um, yeah, just like expressing yourself. But um, individualism regarding like 
vaccines. I think that kind of stems from a person's like concerns um, regarding the vaccine or their own beliefs about um, the safety or the science of it. And that's, yeah, I think that kind of relates to a person's own opinions. Um, so then my next question, which would be more directed to Jason, but any of you guys, if you want, um, do, or what was your personal reaction to seeing the vaccine shortages in other countries? Um, and in that, in conjunction with the fact that sort of in the Newton community, we're creating a vaccine shortage by not everyone taking it. Do you think that's like shows anything larger, bigger picture about America that even though we have all this access, we're still struggling with not everyone being vaccinated compared to places where they don't even have a choice. Like there aren't even people to say, I'm not taking the vaccine. Um, were you shocked by that or what's your personal reaction? Um, yeah, definitely. I was, it was definitely a mix of reactions, like being shocked, but I guess also kind of feelings of, of being a little disappointed in America. I, I know that sounds really like dumb to say, but, um, like I've heard stories about um, like people in countries where they line up every day like for hours and they still can't get vaccines because like um, you know shipments just haven't come in. And then you look at America, especially like you know there's places in Newton and also especially like the deep south. Um, people are just not like getting vaccinated, even though we have this abundant supply. Um, yeah, but definitely just really being disappointed and just, yeah, being shocked and those are my reactions yeah and one of my interviewees like um brought up a good point which is like in newton like and then like wealthy places especially like um even though newton has a high vaccination rate like still the people are unvaccinated like we have so much that like we don't understand like what it's like to be in a place where you really do want a vaccine and like for some people it's like just like a luxury that they don't think they really need here um and that kind of like turns people away from the vaccine i think Um, so adding on to that, with your approach on covering these like very complicated, uh, either global issues, so in Jace's case of talking about shortages in the world, or also just controversial by trying to depict people who are not taking a vaccine, which some may view as harmful as in a fair light, um, what were the biggest struggles or what was your like approach to trying to get the story without being biased or, see, yeah, like just trying to make it not written against the people who are causing these problems. Was that something difficult to do? Because uh, it's, to some, is so black and white. I guess, uh, I guess like one thing that I noticed in like the interviews that we took um, before, like when I was just like looking on like news sites and stuff, the idea of individualism was kind of, it was like labeled as toxic and um, I interviewed a mental health counselor in Newton and he he said that he didn't like the word toxic. It was kind of, it created like a judgmental label. And I never actually thought about that in terms of like the unvaccinated population in the US. And I thought it was a good perspective to have, especially since um, a lot of people do think of this as, um, 
like a lot of people think of this subject as like you know black and white like as you said or connected to politics but i think it's just like more than that and people have their own personal reasons to not get vaccinated yeah i agree and i think like um at the same time like we can't really like say like i guess like people people who are unvaccinated like you can't really dispute that there is a problem with them like not but like you so you can't really be like biased i think or uh something that like comes up is like uh false neutrality which is like you're trying to like make something seem as though it's more neutral than it actually is because i think like um and a lot of major news networks have been accused of that i think and like the thing is like unvaccinated people if you try to make it seem as like well there's both sides of the issue like that's not really true um but at the same time we shouldn't attack the individuals and we need to respect their decisions but also recognize that it's sort of a bad choice yeah i'd agree with that i'd say it's difficult um because the idea of saying there's both sides makes it seem like both sides are the same but it's also hard because there are both sides but there's also like safety concerns on one side. Um, but I guess some would argue there's safety concerns on the other side. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, another question being, this is directed to everyone, Jason too, cause it's, there's two ways to answer it. Why do you guys think in the Newton community specifically, um, the COVID vaccine or America in general either, um, why the COVID vaccine is viewed differently as other vaccines or like other safety measures. Um, like why now is it viewed? Cause I know tons of people who are not actually anti-vaxxers but do not have the current vaccine. Um, or why do we not uh, really talk about the shortages in other countries and the bias America is being given in our communities? Like people always talk about how much they care about issues in the world, but Honestly, I've never even heard it talked about besides on the newspaper. Like no one at school has ever mentioned it. So I was curious why you think we turn a blind eye to both those problems. Yeah, I guess kind of talking about like the second part of your question, I was also kind of surprised that like the South community didn't really mention the um, like vaccine shortages and vaccine inequality that's been seen in different countries. Like especially this year, you know, on Schoology, there was a bunch of updates like always um and there were some updates too about like informing people and i thought like maybe this could be something that they would have talked about just to kind of shed light on the topic um but yeah i feel like that during the school year and even now like i'm really glad that we're like talking about these topics because it just makes like people's families who have been struggling during this pandemic it makes like their issues um, scene. Yeah, I think I'm um, going to your, the first part of your question, uh, why people are, you know, being a little more hesitant, um, especially now. I think, you know, when they're perfectly fine with taking something such as like the flu vaccine, uh, I, I'd honestly have to say that I feel like it's got to be because of the time. Like, first, like, I think the COVID vaccine was like, you know, created in a matter of months compared to like the years and decades that it took to develop something such as like the flu vaccine. So the COVID vaccine is definitely a lot less established than other vaccines. And that probably that's probably a really big like contributor to why people are so like hesitant to taking it. 
Um, yeah, so I guess my final question would be, is there anything you guys learned that you didn't know before researching these two topics? So either relating to like the ideas of how America's founding relates to the situation we see today, or also uh, like why these vaccine shortages exist or why people in America don't talk about them. Is there anything that you guys like didn't know at all or anything super surprising that you were uncovered during your research? Yeah, so I wrote like the uh, history section of Fold. We usually do that. So like um, in this case, we talked about how the American Revolution was kind of based on individualism. And then um, I thought that was like pretty interesting how like there was like John Locke and Thomas Hobbes and like these people like had a bunch of philosophies and basically like America didn't want to be ruled by Britain. Um, and, it, and it was a pretty noble cause, but there was also some like individualism in there. Um, I thought something that was like a little more interesting was like, um, I've heard of Ayn Rand before, but like, I never really knew what she was about. Um, and like, just looking at her, it's called like objectivism, which is like the philosophy she had. And like, basically it's just like, um, whatever is right for yourself is morally right. And like, um, being altruistic or like being nice to others is like wrong and being selfish is right. And I think that was like the most explicit definition of like individualism was individualism in America. And like, honestly, I have to respect that. Like she wasn't afraid of saying that, but like, it also just shows like how bold like people are and just like expressing that. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I also really appreciate that in uh, the fold, you guys take the time to discuss background and concepts that add to your understanding of the article. Um, Cause I feel like in previous years or just in articles in general, sometimes I'm confused about the concepts that are brought up. Um, so thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, good luck with the podcast. All right. Thank you. Good luck. Bye. Thanks for listening and make sure to look for the second part of the second episode of the Aurora podcast, where we interview senior staff about their experiences and the future of the paper. Thank you.